The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. This is Dr. Kathy Greenberg, and I have the, uh, I'll just say, I just have the great job this morning of being Relly Nadler. <laughs> Relly's here today as well. Hello, Relly. Hi. Hi. We're going to be uh, bringing you a continuing show um, and continuing program on what we're calling our mindfulness coaching all year long. And as you know, in the new year, back in January, we started with our guest, Michael Tompkins, who is the visionary CEO of Miraval, and we have continued to build on that momentum throughout the year with guests from Miraval, and today will be a fantastic show, bringing you, again, another expert from Michael Tompkins' organization at Miraval. So let me just tell you a little bit about Michael, in case uh, you haven't been with us. He is a 15-year veteran of the luxury hospitality industry, and Michael began his career at Miraval in 2007. He's been instrumental in Miraval's Life in Balance Spa with Clarence, one of my favorites, and he is also one of the creators of the Andy Weil MD Integrated Wellness Center. And he's currently in the process of completing the development of the villas at Miraval, which is one of the most uh, phenomenal experiences. If you can see, you can probably look at these online, but it's one of the fastest-selling luxury lifestyle real estate projects in the country. So today, Michael's going to join us. We're going to talk about the latest secrets for mindful living based on the groundbreaking book of many of the experts that have been with us on the show. And um, we're also going to talk about our mindful mastermind, which you can only attend at Miraval this July, the 23rd to the 27th. So, um, Relly, before I bring our guests on, um, perhaps you can talk a little bit about why we do Leadership Development News. And, um, you know, before you do that, just let me make sure everybody knows who's who, because I've introduced mm-hmm. myself as you, which is probably confusing. <laughs> <laughs> but Dr. Relly Nadler is uh, not only my uh, esteemed co-host, but uh, he is a fantastic master-level certified executive coach, psychologist, corporate leadership, and team trainer. And Relly brings his legendary expertise in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and development programs. And, of course, Relly will be one of our master coaches at our Miraval Mindfulness Mastermind. His newest book, 
um, which is also a top-ranked book leading with emotional intelligence, brings hundreds of tools and techniques and strategies to develop star performers across industries. And you can learn more about Relly at truenorthleadership.com. He also has a free iApp called Leadership Keys at the iTunes Store. And, of course, Relly and I share a website called excelinstitute.com, where we bring both of our expertise in emotional and social intelligence to corporate America. Welcome to the show, Relly. Well, thank you, Kathy. It's always great to be a part of this and to hear a little bit more about what we're going to be doing at Miraval. And I'll tell you a little bit about just kind of why we do this show, but let me just say a word for any of our listeners who don't know about you. You know, Dr. Kathy Greenberg uh, has been named the first lady of happiness by ABC TV. She's authored uh, multiple popular books on the science of happiness, what happy companies know, uh, what happy working mothers know, and we're real excited about the new book, and Kathy, you should say when it's going to come out, is Fearless Leaders, and a lot of what's going to happen at the Miraval Mastermind will be looking at that model, which we had a few shows uh, about, um, to let people go a little bit deeper into the Fearless Leaders model and really combining with all the activities that Michael will tell us about and that we'll hear more about at the Miraval. So, Kathy, when, when's the book due out? Uh, the book will be out in late May, and it is, um, it's coming out in addition uh, to the book, an e-book and a fantastic interactive integrated platform. So people can go to the platform, uh, become a member. It doesn't cost you anything, and there are just an array of services and products that one can use to become more fearless and happier and more satisfied with life. And obviously, all the shows that we've been building on this year with Michael Tompkins and our experts from Miraval are uh, contributing um, to that platform. And so it's been a a very exciting evolution, and I I thank you for the opportunity to share with our audience. Well, I'm really excited about it, too, and, and I think our audience will be, too. So just a few words, and we'll bring on Michael. Um, for most of, of our folks who listen to us, you know, we have uh, listeners from, you know, all over the world, 27 countries, 126 cities, you know, about 95,000 downloads uh, in a month. Kathy and I have been doing this for six or seven years now, so we have quite the archive of shows. But so there's a leadership brain drain because of the Great Recession. We lost uh, a lot of leaders. Baby boomers retiring and there's about 10 million workers, you know, who are over the next, you know, five, ten years who will leave the workplace. And then also the Generation Gen X, uh, Generation X and Y have a little less emotional intelligence. And that's one of our focuses here and also then we'll, in dealing at Miraval is this idea of emotional intelligence. And this population, just because more time in front of technology, less time in front of people, a little less emotional intelligence. So we really always focus on that. And most organizations say they do not have enough next level leaders. So Kathy, those are kind of the key areas, you know, why we do this and we try to bring little tidbits of information so anybody listening can improve their performance but then also take this to their team and to their organization so that they can constantly be improving. Well and and not only that really, but the reason why we, we came up with this idea for the mindfulness mastermind is because there are so many people across all generations, who've become so absorbed with technology and so absorbed with, with being in the past or the future, they very 
very, very rarely are in the present. Right. And as a result, we're not making conscious choices. We're not making choices that are relevant to the situations or circumstances that we're dealing with. We're not being, let me, I don't, I'm not sure what the right word is, but we're not being in interpersonal relationships the way we should be mm-hmm. because we're, we're actually having a moment with someone and then we're looking at our cell phone yeah. or we're checking you know, for a text. Right. It, it's, just, it's gotten to the point where I think many of us feel that we're not, we're not able to humanize the kind of lifestyle that we'd hope to have as adults. And we want to do that for our children. And I think what we're going to be graciously rolling out through the Miraval experience, um, through the four days that everyone's there, is mindfulness and relationships, mindfulness in the workplace, mindfulness in family, and mindfulness with respect to our physiology, our mental, spiritual, and emotional well-being. So it's a comprehensive program. It really is a learning event. Um, It's not just a retreat. It really is an experience, and I'm so happy that we have such wonderful people like our guest today. And I will go ahead and, and introduce Michael Tompkins, who is our esteemed CEO of Miraval. And Michael, I'm just going to say a few words about Andrew, and then uh, I'm going to bring you on to talk about your Mindful Living book. So Andrew Wolf uh, is an exercise physiologist. I'm fascinated by this because I'm always into exercise and physiology and eating right and, and trying to you know boost up my metabolism. I'm sure many of you uh, try to focus on some kind of well-being that's related to your physiology every day. You know, Andrew uh, earned his master's degree at the Human Performance Labs in Austin, and Andrew specializes in exercise performance enhancement as well as diabetes treatment and prevention through enhanced metabolic function. I just love this. Andrew's expertise can help you gain a deeper understanding on how your fitness level may be impeding or aiding in the prevention of some of today's most common and preventable diseases. So, Andrew and Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. So, Michael, um, maybe you can talk a little bit about why you incorporated Andrew's work into the Mindful Living Experience. You know, Andrew, maybe you can pick up there, and um, and we'll we'll continue the conversation with Michael. Excuse me. I said, Michael is Andrew. Yes. Yes, I said, why don't you pick up that conversation, and then we'll pick up with Michael. P- pick up the conversation. Talk about the book, or yes, exactly, the Mindful Living book, and how you were brought into the book, and. Um, and then I'll explain a little bit about the book itself. Oh, fantastic, Michael. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Okay. Okay. Um, tell, me when I, tell me when you want me to go. Oh, you can go anytime. Okay. Okay. Um, well, my, my chapter in the book is, is the January chapter. And, um, you know, I, w- I think I was brought in as a, as a sort of new beginning. Um, the, the idea that, you know, a lot of us go into the new year knowing that we're you know, doing our best to, you know, be present with our families, be present and productive at our jobs. But a lot of us go into the new year knowing that we're kind of allowing our, our physiology to decay a little bit at the expense of being successful in other places. So 
I think the, 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 the January designation for me just made a lot of sense. The idea that, okay, it's a new year. Hopefully, let's, let's, let's start crafting a new me. So, therefore, the foundational piece of that is, is having my physiology in, in good, good repair. Because, um, you know, without that foundational piece in place, it's awfully, awfully, awfully difficult for your brain to work exactly the way it should. Um, and to me, it, it really comes down to this idea of self-efficacy. Um, the idea that, you know, my body, my brain, my personality, my skill set is really up for the task. Um, and when you start to lose faith in that, in that self-efficacy, that, that, that notion that, okay, I'm, I'm up to this task, I'm capable, I can do this, I think that's when things start to get a little, a little shady. So for me, as much as you know, sport performance really may not seem to, to integrate into the idea of performing well in the workplace, but to me, it's, it's an integral piece of that. And I think that's why you know, having me in that January slot in the, the Mindful Living book was, was key. Well, you know what, Andrew, this is so exciting because many people um, start off the year right with those resolutions, and I want to talk about how what you do and the Mindful Living experience can help people stay in those resolutions without disappointing themselves or stretching (laughs) themselves. So we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Leadership Development News, so don't go away. We'll be right back. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. 
Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're having a fantastic conversation on Mindful Living with CEO of Miraval, Michael Tompkins, and our special expert guest, Andrew Wolf, who is an exercise physiologist. Uh, when we went to, um, to the break, we were talking to Andrew about what he does at Miraval and why it's so important to start the new year thinking about our well-being, our physiology. And, Michael, I'd love to know, as you put together the book, Mindful Living, which is so powerful and it, Everybody's going to get a copy of that at the program. How did you put together the months of the year in the order you did with the experts that you did? Well, you know, Mindful Living um, was really brought together through the concept of mindfulness. And mindfulness is the ability to live in the present. And for um, us, as we were looking at it, we wanted to give people simple tools uh, that could help um, someone remain focused, calm, and capable of making decisions that would lead to a better life. Uh, it also happens to um, give you your best uh, opportunity for leadership skills as well. And so um, what we did was we started with the concept of mind, body, spirit, and uh, combined um, those things, those, those three fundamentals, with um, uh, modalities that support um, enhancing those both individually and collectively uh, within, a, within a, a human being. And so uh, we started, you know, typically everybody starts the new year with resolutions. And, you know, we didn't want it to be a resolution because most people, I believe it's like uh, nearly 70% actually break a resolution that they make at New Year's. And sometimes it's even higher than that depending on the goals that people are seeking. And so, um, but people's natural tendency at that period of time is to always start with exercise. And so that's why we brought in Andrew. Um, you know, he has helped, you know, um, tens of thousands of, of people over the years uh, improve their health and wellness and well-being um, through exercise prescription. And uh, he's got great little tidbits that, you know, I'm sure he's going to share with us today. Outstanding. So, uh, Michael, why don't we, uh, if you're okay, why don't we start asking Andrew a few questions, you know, just to 
about kind of what he brings, and you're going to be here so we can get your, your input also, right? Terrific, yes. Okay, good. So, Andrew, tell us a little bit about, you know, an exercise physiologist, you know, uh, what is an exercise phys- physiologist, and how does this kind of training give insight in, into the topic? Well, exercise physiology, is, it's, it, it's interesting. I mean, I think to this day my, my mother believes I'm, I'm a physical therapist, so, you know, uh-huh. it, it, the, 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 the field definitely requires clarification. Actually, interestingly enough, the field of exercise physiology and the field of, of exercise research, believe it or not, started in the Harvard Fatigue Lab as part of the Harvard Business School, hmm. um, where they were, they were looking at human efficiency um, in the workplace, and at that time, um, with the with the uh, industrial revolution in, in, in full swing, they were looking at okay, how can we make it so people who work on an assembly line are maximally efficient before you know things go south and, and you know people end up getting injured or, or something or overworked. Um, so from from the get go, believe it or not, exercise physiology had its its tendrils in the business world. It's it's its genesis in the business world. Um, and from there, it evolved into basically the study of the human body under stress conditions. Um, and and, I th- and unfortunately, when you say the word stress, people you know immediately have a negative reaction to the word stress. But the thing to keep in mind is, you know, stress can be a good thing if you if you are optimally stressed, you're you are you are working at peak performance. You are making quick decisions. You are stimulated. You are enjoying your time at work. Um, it's, it's the chronic overstress that tends to, to erode our health and make us, you know, make us into more reactionary, less mindful creatures, um, creatures that aren't you know, processing ideas and, and, and impulses and decisions through the prefrontal cortex, but you know, making decisions more out of, from, from the limbic area, the reactionary area. So you know, th- this idea of the human creature um, and applying stress in ways that promote health and pr- promote, you know, optimal function of the mind, therefore mindfulness, um, it's, 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 kind of a, it's kind of a natural fit. I think the reason that exercise physiology may seem a little, a little strange to some people is that classically exercise physiology has been a research field. Um, and has not been applied in, in a clinical setting. So the notion that someone with my kind of training would sit down with someone um, for an hour and collect data on them and use that data to write an exercise prescription is a relatively new concept. Um, and that's why you know people sometimes are a little mystified by what I do, but I think that's also a big part of the reason why people are oftentimes so so pleased with the outcome. Um, it's comprehensive, it's scientific, and it's the writing of an exercise prescription with the person's needs in mind. You know, Andrew, as you're speaking, I can't help but think of the many times I have um, exhausted myself <laughs> at the gym. And, you know, I, I starve myself, and yeah. I, don't, I don't lose any weight. Oh yeah, and uh, you know I get so disappointed in that process. Uh, so I, I I know that in some of your lectures you talk about exercise as being a success or survival strategy, mm-hmm. or in even some cases an antidote to, to workplace stress. I'm just adding on to it. What so what do you mean by success survival strategy and and kind of what would you do with somebody like me who's such a high performer? 
who thinks they're, you know, eating well, who thinks, you know, because I don't do carbs or I don't do this or I go to the gym <laughs> right. every day, and then I don't get anywhere. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I think, I think partially um, in, in the context of human physiology, you have to think about how quickly things are going to happen. Um, especially when it comes to weight. I mean, when I'm looking at weight, I try to, I try to think of things less in human terms and more in geologic terms. Um, you geologic know, terms, that's a little... <laughs> I mean, that's a little extreme. We're not talking about a glacier rolling down a hill here. But the notion that, as opposed to looking at weight day to day or week to week, you know, if you, if you look at where you are and how comfortable you are in your skin, less about weight but more about comfy in your skin, over the course of, you know, of a month-long context or a two-month-long context, you don't, you don't end up setting performance mileposts for yourself that are just impossible to reach. Um, I don't know. Have you ever heard of the website, The, um, the Quantified Self? No. I have. Yeah, um, basically people who are way too excited about Excel spreadsheets and, and quantify themselves on a daily basis. Um, I, I remember hearing an inter- interview with the founder of The Quantified Self, and they asked him, well, you know, you've been doing this for 15 years, you know, you know entering the, this data about yourself every day for 15 years. What's the, what's the one big, you know, what, what does your meta-analysis say about how humans react? And he says, oh, it's very, very simple. Uh, the bigger the change I try to make, the worse the backlash is in the other direction. Yep, yep. Yeah, so what he said basically, when, and I think we all kind of know this intuitively, is when you're trying to make a change within yourself, the big thing is, is to break it up into as small a component as is humanly possible and integrate those little by little as painlessly as humanly possible so it becomes more of a lifestyle alteration and less of you superimposing some sort of bizarre regimen on yourself that's just not going to last. And I think that's where people, you know, people put themselves in a situation where they work really hard, they're sore as the day is long, uh, they feel an absolute sense of deprivation. Um, You know, and it doesn't matter really how hard you work. I mean, over a two-week period of time, not much changes. So, you know, ease off the throttle a little bit. You know, make it less about another stressor in your life and just be patient with the fact that it's going to, it might take a little bit longer, but understanding that the longer you take to get there, the more likely you are to live there. Oh. Oh, that I don't feel so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, you shouldn't. Um, Nicely stated. It's, you know, the, you know, study after study, you know, you, you can see it where they say, look, if you, if it, the longer it takes for people to achieve their target weight, the more likely they are to live there. The quicker you get there, the more likely they are to backswing the other direction and, and undo all the good things that you've done. Well, I'm feeling really good about myself now. You're <laughs> good, so you should. Well, and plus the thing is, um, you know, let's say you and I are going to go somewhere that's sunny and, and wonderful and there's a good chance that we might be at least vaguely scantily clad. Um, you know, there's, there's, a big, uh, there's a big pressure to, to look good in a big hurry. And quite frankly, you know, the quicker you and I do something around something, something as simple as weight loss, um, the more negative that weight loss is, meaning, you know, if you and I lose weight very quickly, I'm, you know, a good, a goodly chunk of that weight loss probably came from your muscle mass. Well, um, and that's not such a good thing. That's not such a good thing um, in terms of what it does to metabolic function, and it's not such a good thing in terms of basic function. Um, you know, I always say this to my, my 
my clients, I would say, look, you know, everyone in this room is going gonna, is gonna to make it to at least 85, whether we want to be there or not. The question is, how fun are you going to be to hang with when you make it there? Oh, um, I just had a visual, Andrew. We're, <laughs> we're going to come right back okay. right after this message. So don't go away. Oh, hanging around 85. I can, like Joan Rivers, I could probably use my own wings to fly. By <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Sorry, Joan. We love you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're highlighting uh, the Miraval Resort and both Michael Tompkins uh, and Andrew Wolf, who have chapters in the Mindful Living, and we're highlighting some of the things that um, Andrew brings as an exercise physiologist. So, Andrew, before 
the break, we were just getting more into the exercise. And if you can tell us a little bit about, you know, the emphasis on fitness has been swinging more towards a high-intensity workouts. Is that true? And what's the right amount of exercise should people have? I know that, that number or that target for all of us has been changing. And then any tips that you may provide for kind of busy executives would be helpful. Well, I guess the big thing, you know, as you move from your 20s into your 30s into your 40s and your your career is peaking and the, the amount of, you know, extra time you have to take care of yourself is waning, I think one of the big adjustments that especially executives and people who travel a lot really have to learn to make is the notion of exercise accumulation um, and not allowing the pursuit of perfection to keep them from doing something that's good. Um you know, and and you kind of alluded to it, uh, you know, really, th- this idea that there's rules and regulations about, you know, when you should exercise exactly, how much, you know, how long should exercise be before you're, you know, burning fat and so on and so forth. Um, that really takes a backseat to the idea of simply this. And I always say it to my clients like this. What what I want you to do is think, okay, by midnight on Sunday night, how much exercise have I accumulated this week? Hmm. Not how, not was it a perfect 30-minute workout that left you exhausted but feeling invigorated? No, it's more about, okay, at the end of the week, have you accumulated a certain amount of exercise? And I think, you know, one of the basic things that I try to get people to do is try to accumulate 150 minutes of some form of cardiovascular exercise a week. Um, you know, does that is is that amount of exercise probably going to you know get you off Lipitor or turn you into a swimwear model? Absolutely not. But when you take a look at a population of sedentary people and simply get them to do 150 minutes of fairly fairly low to moderate intensity aerobic activity a week, you drop their year-over-year death rate by 25%. So, you know, it doesn't take a lot, and it doesn't take a lot of intensity to be well. So, um, so can you repeat that again? So just because uh, you said it pretty fast, so I want to make sure we got that. So yeah. if you do your 150 minutes a week, what, how does that affect the that's right. Well, if you, I'm, I'm referring to the Harvard alumni study where they basically look at Harvard alumni over the long, long term. Um, and for this one particular part of the Harvard alumni study, they basically looked at how much exercise were our alumni doing per week and were they or were they not alive from year to year. Right. And what they found is, you know, people who, you know, basically did the equivalent of walking less than three miles per week. Um, they, they by far had the highest death rate amongst the alumni. Um, once you got people to, to burn about 800 calories a week, which is you know, the equivalent, equivalent of you and I walking at, say, three miles an hour for 150 to 160 minutes per week, you drop the year-over-year death rate by 25%. So, again, it, 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 it wasn't about um, being super fast and running an amazing 10K and looking amazing in swimwear, but it was about being well. And honestly, being well does not take that much. Um, so for me, if I've got someone who's really, really crunched for time, I'm trying to get them to think about the concept of accumulating a certain amount of exercise per week as opposed to you know, not exercising if they can't be on a treadmill or they can't be on an ellipse. Right. But, you know, like Kathy was saying, the notion that, you know, you've got a big layover in an airport um, and you've got a piece of carry-on luggage with you, um, 
take the tennis shoes out of that carry-on luggage, put them on, and start walking around the uh, start walking around that airport. Um, you know, if you're wearing you know one of those those pedometer type devices, you know you'll you'll very quickly figure out that walking around that that airport really gets your steps per day up into a place that's that's you know meeting those those guidelines at seven thousand plus steps a day. So, Andrew, if I can just jump in here on that, that's sort of like keeping the layperson well. What would you think um, uh, a CEO, a leader, um, someone who is uh, needing to function on you know all cylinders right. uh, in optimally would need? Well, the, I guess the thing that I would think about when I'm thinking about someone who really, you know, who is making decisions, big money decisions that affect him and a lot of people. Uh, her and a lot of people um, is the idea that you know that exercise does so so much to the brain, um, and that is where the idea of higher intensity activity would come in. Um, you know, if, if you want to think of, of exercise very simply, it's uh, you know the quality of the exercise basically boils down to okay, how many how many calories did you burn during that exercise bout? So the notion that you know that that someone could could, as opposed to just walking, you know, start doing some interval training is going to do a lot. It's going to, it's going to drop cortisol levels. Um, it's going to, it's going to boost this thing called brain derived neurotrophic factor, um, which really helps with what's called neuroplasticity, the ability to learn new things, get new concepts, um, and it's going to really stimulate that prefrontal cortex, which is going to help with executive decision-making um, and impulse control. Um, and again, back to that original concept that I was talking about, you know, that, that exercise really improves self-efficacy. So if I had an executive in my office who was, who was very serious about peak performance, I guess one of the things I would say to them is, look, once to twice a week, I want you to do something that's rather intense. Um, and it doesn't matter how you do it, whether it's on a bike or a treadmill or an ellipse or outside running or on a rower. It's, you know, it's all the same. Um, and then maybe another couple days a week, what you would be doing is looking at exercise that is what I would call steady state, stuff where you, can, you could literally put you know, a prospectus in front of yourself and read through it as you, as you work your way on the, on the elliptical trainer. That combination of a day where the intensity is high and a, a day where the intensity is low, what you are basically doing at that point is throwing different durations and different intensities of exercise at yourself. And that is when the body responds optimally. And when the body responds optimally, the, the mind responds optimally. So, Andrew, as far as the intensity goes, because you're talking about aerobic activity, it sounds like now, yep. and maybe you need to explain for folks, if they're on certain machines, what the interval training is, and because and, that sounds like you're zeroing in on that. That's kind of the, the focus of the intensity. Yeah, and basically it comes down to this. If you, you, know, if you and I can do an exercise for 30, 40, 50 minutes, it means that it's sustainable, um, and it is not a... It is not a massive stimulus for change. Mm. Um, the moment that you can only do something for two, three, four, five minutes, and then you have to take a break and recover, you are putting your body in a situation where your body is saying, I'm not quite up to this task because I right. can't sustain this. And that stimulus is the stimulus for change. Right. And ultimately what that does really is it puts you in a situation where um, – that activity, that high-intensity activity, ultimately makes what you think is mundane better. 
So I'll, I'll use you as a, as, a, as a hypothetical. Let's say, you know, on Monday and Thursday you do intervals, and then on a Wednesday you just get on a treadmill and stare at the television and, and run at, say, five miles an hour. What the intervals do for you over time is they turn you into the guy who comfortably runs at five miles an hour into the guy who comfortably runs at six miles an hour. And what that ultimately does for you is it puts you in a position where each bit of exercise is more productive. So let me just kind of give an example because I don't know if everybody knows interval training. So for me, you know, my staple is the life cycle. I have a life cycle at home and I have, argue, I have to argue with my wife almost every day who gets on the life cycle first. <laughs> right. But, but I think uh, what you're saying then, and I'm not doing this, I should do this, is for three or four minutes as I'm on that, try to crank it up and go as fast as I can for those three or four minutes and do that multiple times. Is that right? Yeah, and what and the big thing, uh, really, to keep in mind is let's let's say I have you do a three minute effort that's that's rather difficult. You know, you're huffing and puffing by the time it's over. The the thing to remember is the rest period between those three minute efforts really can't be too long. Okay, right. You, you absolutely want to totally regain your composure and feel like you've really, really recovered before you start another one. That's the, that's the real secret to intervals, and I, I think that's, that's a concept that's being missed a lot so these days. You do want to recover or you don't want to recover? You absolutely do want to recover. Oh, you want okay. to take as much time as you can so that your body is fully recovered so that when I ask you, hey, please do another one of these three-minute efforts, you actually have the gumption to go ahead and do so hmm. and how long is that usually for folks is that three minutes five minutes um it's usually i mean the rest period is at least as long as the effort as the hard effort was okay. good so for you it would be three minutes on and four minutes off that's that's a, that's a lovely ratio great well that helps a lot because i'm the crazy person that gets on the stairmaster or the rowing machine and i do like 20 minutes 20 minutes yeah. You know? And then I'll do 20 minutes of weights and then finish off, you know, with a, with a little bit of cardio to get the lactic acid out of my muscles. Right, right, right. Yeah, you're, you're doing what most of us do, which is, you know, get on a plan, get very disciplined, but do a lot, a lot of steady state, which means that the fitness isn't going anywhere and the stress of the exercise mm-hmm. is not is not being augmentative to you. It's not, yeah. it's not taking you anywhere new. It's just you're, you're doing yeah. a very good job of maintaining status quo. Got it. And, but, and so these programs, like, you know, these hyper switch-out programs, like, you know, the P90 and stuff like that, <laughs> right. you know, people are complaining now. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we do work with Navy Special Warfare, and they're very much into performance management in the physiology area. They, I mean, they're... They train people like they're NFL athletes. Yeah. It's fascinating that that stuff is not good for you. So what you're recommending here seems to be a lot more mindful uh, and, and a lot more productive. Well, and it's, it's really about you doing something that is, is not about you stamping on the accelerator and putting yourself in a position that's, you know, really unpleasant and, and you know, quite possibly dangerous. <clears throat> but it's about you saying, look... Because Andrew wants me to do a three-minute effort, I simply can't sprint and stomp on the accelerator. I've got, to, I've got to ease onto the accelerator in such a way that by the end of the f- three minutes, I'm huffing and puffing, but this is not going to be just everything I have. Um, and in the context of, of you know, you know, everyone that I assume everyone on this phone is, is probably at least 40 years old, um, 
you know, that, that is really, really much more important than can you, can you sprint really quickly. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, the modern fitness emphasis is, I always make this joke with my clients, it's, it's a little bit more about, you know, getting people prepared for the high school lacrosse season and a little bit less about, you know, taking people in the 40-plus category and, and buying back the, the health and the performance that they really want. Well, we're going to come right back, and we're going to talk more about executive mental capacity, brain power, neuroscience, and exercise physiology. So don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. markets up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. 
Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking about the Miraval Mastermind that's going to happen uh, in July. And I'm going to hand it over to you, Kathy, to say a little bit about um, how people can get more information about that. And then we also want to have a few questions for Michael Tompkins, the CEO of Miraval. And then we're also talking with Andrew Wolf, an uh, uh, exercise physiologist. And we want to you know, zero in on his last tips. Absolutely. And what I want to remind everybody who's listening is we will have mindfulness experts, uh, Andrew Wolf, um, as well as our CEO of Miraval, Michael Tompkins, on hand for this event, as well as, and Michael, you can correct me, you have 30 mindfulness experts that are resident at the campus? Uh, absolutely, uh, a little bit more than 30. And so, you know, we're looking forward to, you know, combining your experts, uh, Kathy, and the, and the things that you do around, you know, a- achieving um, greater um, goals through self-knowledge, emotional and social intelligence, and, and moral courage in the program with our experiential sessions with uh, Miraval staff. I think what's really exciting, Michael, is we've been able to team um, with our sponsors, including True North Leadership, which is Raleigh Nadler's organization, uh, Continuum, uh, John Crosby, and uh, Gary Barnes International to reduce the price. And I'm not sure if everybody knows, but it was originally $9,997 for the five-day, four-night program. And collectively, we have been able to bring down the price as low as $2,800 for a four-night stay um, with five days, and that's almost unheard of at Miraval, given the wonderful programs that you have, the activities, uh, the expertise, and certainly that includes food. So um, anything you want to share with us? Uh, no, I just think that, you know, it's a it's a tremendously great value for um, what people are getting for the dollar. Like you said, um, the cost of this would be, you know, close to $10,000, and we're really, you know, so excited that you have found sponsors that, you know, can make this affordable to every leader out there. You know, we get Fortune 500 companies here every single day that are um, training their teams on leadership skills and, and um team building and uh, thinking outside the box, conflict resolution. And, you know, to be able to combine the work that you guys do every day with the Miraval experiential sessions are really, it's a once in a lifetime, um, it's a a once in a lifetime program for business leaders of all kinds. Well, we're delighted to be with you and we're delighted to have Andrew. So Andrew, uh, let's maybe go back to some of the, the, the you know, this, this, I want to say executive physiological focus, yeah. um, and that's a mouthful. I almost said exercise physiology. <laughs> <laughs> right. So give us some more tips on um, expanding an executive's brain power by what they do on a daily basis. Well, it, 
if you if you look at exercise and the effects it has on the brain, some of the things I I, I mentioned before the re, the reductions in cortisol production, the in, increase in the production of brain derived neurotrophic factor, um, the ability to to sort of write the circadian um, cycle, therefore you know possibly improving sleep, um, improving memory, improving self efficacy. Um, <clears throat> All that stuff is is somewhat contingent upon how how good the exercise is, and this is an incredibly important thing to think about over time because your exercise capacity is changing on a three week schedule. So if you do something new and challenging for three weeks, your body realizes, oh my God, you know, Kathy's serious. It's time for me to get slightly better. Um, if you take three weeks and don't do anything, your body says, oh, well, that's lovely. I, I don't have to do anything. Let me detrain. So my big thing with executives is what I'm trying to get them to do, especially because they're so crunched for time, is think about the quality of what they're doing. Because if you can get the quality in the right place, you can start capitalizing on the three-week clock and slowly make it. So their exercise, instead of, you know, say, burning 350 calories in 30 minutes, it starts burning 400 calories in 30 minutes, and it starts burning at 450 calories. And basically, the, the more potent the exercise, the more potent the effect that is going to happen on the brain. And if, you, if, you've got, if you've got an executive who's about to go into a very important meeting, um, you know, and right beforehand, you know, she has the opportunity to get on the ellipse and really knock out a good exercise bout, what you're going to end up with is an executive who walks into that meeting who is as sharp as a tack and is going to perform at the top level mm-hmm. using that, that prefrontal cortex instead of being in a re- reactionary state. Uh, and, you know, that reactionary state, that's something Raleigh and I talk about all the time, right? That's that um, amygdala hijack. Uh, that's yeah. the negative looping. Um, mm-hmm. And so reducing some of those internal endocrine functions by being more prepared, um, better able to deal. Well, and I'm, I'm sure you've experienced this. Um, you know, you've got, a, you've got a, a problem, some sort of thing that seems, you know, a, a, and maybe slightly beyond your scope. You know, you get on the the stair stepper machine, and before the workout is over, you have come up with it with a strategy. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And you know, and that's you know, exercise has that ability to to improve that after the fact. But the neat thing about exercise, it has the ability to improve that before the fact. You know, so in so in a a, a, a key you know in an optimal environment, you would take your executive team and you know, <laughs> go take them all for a run, and then sit them down for some mm-hmm. heavy duty negotiations. I mean, that you would have right. you would have a team that's hard to beat. So, so Andrew, one of the things I think that I'm certainly advocate of all that, and I tell people in our in my coaching, it's the exercise has all the benefits, but one of it is to just let the mind wander. Yeah, maybe as as you can just say a word about that as we're about coming to a close. Well, I mean, as opposed to ruminating on a topic where you get into circular thinking and it's impossible to, to you know to find a a good strategy, you know, just being able to to get some space from that issue um, is important. And exercise is one of the most 
potent and easy ways to do that. As soon as you start, as soon as that heart rate goes up and you start exercising hard, the brain clears um, in much the same way that happens with people who are, you know, who are good meditators, um, you know, but exercise is just an extraordinarily easy and natural way to clear the mind and come back at a problem from a different angle and come up with a more elegant solution. So, so uh, Andrew, thanks so much for this. And Michael, and I want to turn it back over to you, <clears throat> Kathy, maybe just to let people know exactly where they can go to get more information about the Miraval Mastermind. Absolutely. First of all, you can go to drkathygreenberg.com and you'll see, click on the Miraval Mindfulness Experience. And you can also go to www.miravalresorts.com. We're so excited to have had you with us today, Andrew. We look forward to spending time with you in July. And Michael Tompkins, thank you from the bottom of our big hearts for providing us with so many ways of preventing disease, understanding how fitness and mindfulness can really improve our lives. And we look forward to being with you in July at the Miraval Mindfulness Experience as well. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.